Cross-channel attacks being waged to perpetrate card fraud, coupled with the increasing globalization of fraud, is getting the attention of ATM deployers. Here, during this exclusive and rare interview with executives from three of the world's leading ATM manufacturers, these experts discuss how ATM deployers are addressing fraud across the entire attack surface and what that means for greater card security in the future. During this third and final part of a three-part panel interview with representatives from Diebold, Wincor Nixdorf, and NCR, we explore how emerging threats are influencing data security. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. On today's call, we have Jorg Engelhardt and Nick Ballett of Diebold, Uwe Krause and Bernd Redeker of Wincor Nixdorf, and Owen Wilde of NCR. One scheme that's actually been getting quite a bit of attention recently is this cash-out scheme. These cash-out schemes aren't necessarily fraud that is impacting the ATM necessarily. The ATM hasn't been compromised, but the fraud related to these cash-out schemes is perpetrated at the ATM, and it oftentimes is taking place in multiple countries simultaneously. Perhaps we could start with you, Owen. I'd just like to get some perspective from everyone on the panel. When we talk about these cash-out schemes, many of these are taking place in the wake of the retail breaches we've seen where the cards are compromised and then counterfeit cards are created. But the fraud being perpetrated at the ATM makes it an ATM problem. How is the industry addressing this from a global perspective? Yeah, that's a real good point and something we have to stay also very connected with the overall trend and unfortunate results of the cyber attacks that have been going on at processors, data storage centers, and in multiple areas. And yes, there have been some very, very high profile uh, situations where the ATMs were used as redemption points. So it raises, again, a lot of the similar type of holistic approach concerns that need to be done. So you're clearly working with our colleagues on data center protection. Uh, security is important. Also, getting involved through some new solutions that we have in place with being able to provide the ability to do more rapid and point-oriented transaction analytics is very critical. So you can start seeing at an enterprise level, utilization that is abnormal, either in terms of frequency of cards being used, cards being used in multiple locations that they shouldn't be able to get to in those types of areas to at least create alerts and notifications. So again, it is not just an ATM problem here. This becomes part of the overall environment. Moving more and more to types of protected transactions and things that can help mitigate against the use of counterfeit cards is going to be important. The market deployment of EMV will make those harder to pull off. So again, unfortunately, there is no single remedy for that other than the continuing tight collaboration in, in all of the areas, continuing to look at how the industry as a whole is looking at data protection. Uh, we've just also initiated a level of partnership with Intel Security uh, on a new solution called NCR DataGuard, which will also be looking at ways of providing um, additional protection layers that supplement the, the current EMV and PCI compliance to protect other forms of consumer data in the transaction flow across both ATMs, other branch technologies, and certainly also across uh, other areas of NCR's lines of business to continue to put a high priority around protecting consumer data, although making sure that the utilization of self and assisted service devices continue to meet what consumers want to use them for. So it's very much a dynamic. It's very much an, an area that we are addressing 
at a corporate level with significant investment and infrastructure and, and are watching it very, very closely. What types of efforts are being put in place to help address some of these threats that might not necessarily be fraud perpetrated or that's been waged against the ATM directly, but something that the ATM plays a role in? Yeah, Nick, we'll have you address it. Yeah, Tracy, great question. And Owen, thanks for just about covered the entire gambit there. Obviously, a very complex discussion as we look at the entire attack surface. And I, I think that what we've certainly learned in the last couple of years is that so long as the incentive is there, the uh, organized crime element is going to great lengths to compromise just about any component of the financial infrastructure to be able to get it to cash. And we've seen attacks against the back-end processors, the gaining control of databases, gaining control of card issuance process, changing floor limits, changing account balance on prepaid cards, etc. And then, of course, just the ATM itself, a very complex issue with regards to the fraud that occurs there. Certainly, as we start to lock down on the redemption fraud and as the EMV takes hold and technology like geoblocking help to limit the redemption fraud, then the attack is going to be directly against the ATM itself. And that's where we see things like communication hijacking of the dispenser modules. We see malware being installed into the ATM. So I think getting back to one of my earlier points, the attack surface is very complex. We have to introduce a lot of new technology and security elements, capabilities that traditionally we didn't have, physical safes and locks and fundamental access control, basic access control, no longer are sufficient in most deployments. Uh, now we really are talking to customers about making sure that they have a secure data at rest policy, some sort of disk encryption. They have a trusted boot process. They implement runtime integrity controls. They implement access control two-factor authentication. They do PKI functions that can help to authenticate users, help to authenticate software, rely on signatures, certificates, etc. These are technologies of the future that are really required to deal with all of these different types of attacks within the financial network. Bern, I'd like to hand this over to you and perhaps get a, a somewhat of a different perspective. As we look at some of the global trends here, cross-border trends and information sharing, could you talk a bit about what kind of role Windows-based ATMs play? We've talked a lot today about ATM malware. Do do you think our greatest threat today is basically operating from a Windows environment, or do you think that it's the lingering magstrap technology, or perhaps a bit of both? Well, I don't think using standardized technologies such as Windows is the risk as such. Over the last, say, like two years, there has been raised an understanding that whatever operating system you are running on the ATM, it will clearly need additional protection. Otherwise, you will be, first of all, liable to all the standard attacks which are there for the respective operating system, whether it be Windows or Linux-based, whatever. And what you will also clearly need is we are running what we refer to as a self-service environment, which means this is clearly not a desktop PC, and this is clearly not a machine Microsoft has originally intended this operating system for. So if we do not take additional countermeasures against these kind of attacks and specific to the effective environment, I guess we will see this kind of attacks regardless of whatever kind of operating system we are running. From my point of view, we need protection against three different 
attack vectors, so to say. One is clearly against IT attack. What we are seeing here in terms of malware, in terms of jackpotting, has clearly utilized in, um, internet techware to the self-service area, to the ATM, to the banking industry. We must not forget malicious users. So we have to protect the ATMs and the whole ecosystem against malicious users as well, even though they are not very often talked about, this is a problem. And point three would be protection of the ATMs against offline attacks, because whatever we are doing, if the machine is getting switched off and then being hijacked, there will be an attack vector which is exploited. Well, we already talked about organized crime, cross-border and global schemes operating. But in addition to that, the sources have developed what I would refer to as industrialized processes. What we are seeing is, well, crime to get hands on equipment. We are seeing deployment of unsuccessful attacks, which I would refer to as test bets. We are seeing at the end what I would refer to as mass rollouts. So they are also adopting industrialized schemes to roll this out. So to be very honest, no, I do not think that this relates to Windows being out there. This relates to the organized crime adopting industrialized procedures. And I really think that we will see this kind of fraud against whatever operating system we are running. Security by obscurity does not work. I think that's a, that's a real good point, and I, I would agree that it's less about the operating system. And clearly, obviously, you know, customers need to maintain a, a supported and secure operating system for both just security strategy as well as compliance. But the challenge I think that we're pointing out here is the need and the way we're working in a market and an industry that has interoperability amongst multiple switches, multiple networks, as well as with the way that customers, in many cases, want a multi-vendor type of solution creates some of the challenges. And that's also where we have to look at the ongoing strategies that customers are looking for in terms of standardization, whether it's positives and, and the risks behind it and how they're looking for that. I think there's also going to be a need for, for significant reinvention and redesign of the network on which these transactions flow to address the new types of environments, the level of sophistication that the bad guys have, their speed and ability to develop new attack vectors quickly and mitigating all of that with the, the impact that you know when this does happen in an organized crime environment can bring. So there are some very, very significant factors that I think need to be put in play for this industry to, to look at what happens over the next 20 years. I mean, we definitely you know, set a standard for commercial transaction processing and commerce over broad networks in the first, you know, 20 and 30 years of ATM deployment, but the models are going to need to evolve and change as a result of both enhancements in technology and, unfortunately, enhancements in criminal activity. Yes, you all make very good points, and I think as we look out into 2015 and beyond, we'll definitely be talking about these issues for some years to come. I'd like to thank each of you for your time today. It's been very enlightening. Thanks for having us, Bruce. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Again, we've just heard from Jorg Engelhart and Nick Ballett of Diebold, Uwe Krause and Bernd Redeker of Wincor Nixdorf, and Owen Wilde of NCR. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.